2016's Eye Drops was the mixtape that made the world stand up and take notice of what we here in Chicago have known for a while, that Joey Perp is that dude. On the recently released Quarter Thing, that dude is growing up glowing up and showing out and he joins me in the studio hey joey perp what's going on what's cracking what's cracking oh let the dad talk got my passport stamped up get the best then i push the button like the big dogs only see the snakes when you got the grass cut riding spinners when the car stop the ribs don't back in 2016 i uh you know with my unending radio power I declared Girls At the song of the summer, hey. and uh, I think it stuck. People agreed with me. It's, it, it was a hot jam. It, it did well in the, in the clubs. It did well on the radio, and we were all really proud of, of what your career had become, but in the years since, it's been a pleasure to watch that journey and to watch you and, and your friends and Save Money become one of, I'm going to say, one of the gold standards in hip-hop hey, in 2018. You. You grow up with these people. You you have the wild idea that you're all going to be rappers. Yeah. <laughs> and how many groups of friends have that wild idea and nothing ever comes of it? Do you sometimes just sit back and just are just amazed and dumbfounded? Every single day, yo. Every single day. Like, I think about what I guess you could call coincidence. I call it just a blessing, you know what I mean, of growing up, coincidentally going to the same school as all the friends that I grew up with now, it's like crazy. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, it's uh, humbling, to say the least. Like, it's obviously out of out of anybody's hands at a certain point. Yeah. Certain things just happen, and you have to accept them, and it's like, damn. You know what I mean? Thank you. Did it seem like something when it was starting? Did it seem like something extra special? I mean, not just looking out at your friends, but, like, knowing about yourself that you had what it takes to um, go as far as you did. I, I won't say that I, like, knew I could rap early because I didn't know what it was but me personally I always I feel like everybody feels special you grow up and you feel like the whole world revolves around you you know what I mean because your parents like you have to be taken care of to a certain age so every kid grows up feeling very special and I feel like when I met my friends and we all kind of were different from everybody else and had similar experiences or we kind of dressed a little similarly or like similar music then we all felt like we were the same special together like I see myself in them and I think that everybody probably feels that way. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah, I always felt special growing up. And I feel like we always felt special as a group, but not in a way that we felt like better. Yeah. But we just felt like we're special the same way everybody's special. Like our group of friends is, is different from any other group of friends. We're into the things we're into. We're like a niche group of people. You feel me? I can flex now. I can flex now. Coming up. Make the chop jump. Make the chop jump. Double dutch. Running pace, running pace, running back. I'll be online when I'm back on the app. I'm Jill Hopkins. You're listening to Vocalo. Joining me in the studio, talking about his new record, Quarter Thing, it's Joey Perp. The difference between Eye Drops and Quarter Thing, they're, they're obviously by the same person, but they're by the same person at very different points in his life. Can you talk to me a little bit about uh, the personal journey from, let's say, Release day eye drops mm-hmm. to release day quarter thing. Man, that was like two and a half years. So a lot of stuff happened like off top. My daughter's just getting older and um, growing so fast and so smart. And our conversations are changing. So like my understanding and idea of like myself is changing. You know what I mean? As I mm-hmm. watch her grow and as I watch her pick up things from me. So I think that's the main thing. Just my relationship with my daughter has changed me. And then I've seen a lot more of the world. Like God willing, I've seen 
I keep seeing it, but I've seen so much of the world that I never thought I'd see. Yeah. So it just kind of changed my perspective of like how I live and stuff like that. She a freak, she a dancer. She gon' pop it on camera. Throw it back if you nasty. Bounce it like it's elastic. Go ahead, break it down real low. Go ahead, break it down real low. Go ahead, break it down real low. Stop playing with it, red light, green light, go. You remind me of suicide dose. Let's talk about quarter thing. You run the gamut of emotions, uh, which Mm -hmm. is not something that you can often say about a hip hop album. You run the gamut of experiences here. And and so many rappers since the beginning, since the the advent of the genre, have chosen only to focus on on, uh, the flash. It's like Instagram. Yeah, it absolutely is. Why is it important to you not to hide the substance Mm -hmm. behind the flash? Well, that's just life. That's just what my real life is. When I'm trying to keep it real or keep it 100 or keep it me, you know what I mean? I got to mention some of the things that are unsavory, you know what I'm saying? Does that kind of uh, content in other people's music, is that attractive to you when you're listening? Or do you just want to just party when you put some music on? Both, yeah. I think there's a time and place for everything. I think it's really cool when artists are great at capturing that like party moment. And that vibe, that energetic vibe that makes everybody want to turn up, that's infectious, that goes viral, that gets the video put to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's like tight. That's necessary because yeah. it's positivity. And then I think there's those necessary moments where, you know, artists give you that insight into their life where you think like, damn, you know, I've been through that too. Or like, damn, I put somebody through that too. Or damn, I never even been through that. I never knew that that type of stuff happens to people. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's yeah. that that like sharing of of a life story that I think hip hop is good for, and music is good for, and conversation is good for. Just words are good for. It's like sharing uh, emotion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that that's cool, and I think it's cool when people who you don't usually expect to give you insight give you insight because yeah. it kind of t- shows a different side of them, like Future or like a Young Thug. Like people go to them for party music, but. They make really emotional songs sometimes, too, and I think that's even cooler, like, if you could do both. People like Wu-Tang, people like Lil Wayne, they make, like, party rap music, Jay-Z, but they make, like, introspective rap music as well. And then, yeah, I just think that was, you know, a big a big deal to know that the same people could have these different feelings. Like, you're not less of a man because you have emotions, you know what I'm saying? You're also not less of a G or whatever you want to call it because your man's getting killed is not like, you're not emotionless about that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not, you're not, that's not like healthy. Like regardless of being like cool or tough or like a man or whatever you want to call it, like it's not healthy. It makes me really happy to hear someone in your position, somebody your age, talk about mental health in that way. Talk about taking care of uh, your emotions and not letting them adversely affect your outward behavior. Mm-hmm. Is, is that something that in your everyday life you're conscious of and try to to make sure that you stay on top of? Yeah, I'm trying to be more conscious of it. I know it's like cliche, the whole mental health is real thing right now. Like that's like a lot of people are are on that vibe or whatever. And I think it's necessary. I just kind of got in tune with what mental health really was. Mm. I didn't put a, I didn't put a word to it. I just always kind of thought about my feelings. I didn't think about it as mental health though. I would just feel certain things and I'd be like, okay, do I want to act on this? Do I want this to be a reflection of who other people think I am based off uncontrolled emotion. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Even mm. from like trivial things, like getting in fights and stuff like that. Like, what do I really feel like right now? Like, am I mad? If I'm not mad, do I want to fight? If I get so mad that I want to fight, is that okay? Should I be getting uncontrollably angry? Mm-hmm. And this is like my adolescent thoughts, but I just understood fully what anxiety was to me at least within the last like eight months. 
that moment where you let something drag into the next moment. You know what I mean? Where you make that decision to, because you were upset about the traffic this morning, to not answer that phone call because you're just pissed off right now. Yeah. And the rest of your day, you don't know what would have happened if you would have answered that phone. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that that whole like spiral out of control emotional state, I just started understanding what that type of stuff was. So I can't say I'm like a mental health advocate, but I definitely am a health advocate in general. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like a positivity advocate. A billion data bitcoins and microchips. Intel Pentium Silicon and biochips. Sit in the open sofa. My drink is on a solid gold coaster. Cigars with the Caprio, a rock and roller, you still rock the Casio. Ace of Spade popped on the patio. Aston yeah. Martin powder blue and pistachio. I know that they are not who they pretend to be. Ain't no more convincing me. Money turn your kin into your enemy. Streets to turn your mans into your memory. I keep it a century. I got a lot of people trying to drain me of this energy. Broski had him ten I'm Jill Hopkins. This is Vocalo. I'm joined in the studio today by Chicago MC Joey Perp. I want to talk about your community some more. Uh, you mentioned uh, the Wu Tang Clan a little earlier. Maybe the most well known crew, the most well known posse in, in modern hip hop, but yeah. yours is is making some moves. But I read that you weren't necessarily interested in a record full of features and a record full of, of, yeah. of folks just joining you. But muses presented themselves and so did the Wu Tang. So can you tell me about working with the collaborators that you did and how it affects the energy of a studio, how mm-hmm. it affects the energy of a finished track. I didn't meet Riz or Jizza, unfortunately, but we definitely got that hard stamp, hard cosign from them, so that was cool. And they uh, voiced that they appreciate the work, so that was cool too. But um, I worked in the studio with Raven, and that was tight. And I worked in the studio with Queen Key and all the producers I worked in the studio with. So yeah, like working with people is amazing. It's just like having collaborators is amazing. Like you, c- everything can go further if there's more minds on it. Yeah. Because you always reach that wall, no matter what it is, no matter what you're doing. You know what I mean? If you collaborate with other people, that's how things get advanced. That's how things get better. So it was cool working with everybody. Like, I feel just, like, blessed with the opportunities. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, first they gon' love you, then they gon' hate you when it comes to stages. He lost his cases, his lawyer Jewish, the judge was racist. I speak the truest, they misconstrue it, we incongruent. I need a moment, I need a moment, it's more than music. I douse the fire with water, I'm holding water to it. The boy's so late to this party, it's like they early to it. Joe Hawkins here, you're listening to Vocalo. Joining me from Save Money in Chicago, Illinois, Mr. Joey Perp. I want to talk about a distinction that you make that other people have uh, drawn attention to as well on the album uh, between people who look and people who see uh, in uh, LeBron James, uh, the song. They're synonyms. There are different meanings in this context. Can you uh, help us unpack that statement? Now I was talking to my mother one day. And she told me, boy, there are two types of people in this world. The type of people that look and the type of people that see. Now everybody that sees is looking, because you can't see without looking. But everybody that looks can't see. And you gotta see, because you gotta see the plays. You gotta make the plays, boy. You gotta make the plays, well. Uh, yeah, I think it has layers, obviously. Like, there's probably a bunch of interpretations that anybody can have, grasp from the words, and it'll, it will be true, um, because they're just words. You know what I mean? But also, to me, it just means that there is, there's, like, stages to... 
understanding and there's ch- stages to like acknowledgement and then therefore there are stages, stages to change. Mm-hmm. To use an example, I'm going to use like racial inequality as an example. I feel like there was a couple hundred years where people weren't even looking and that was like slavery. Mm-hmm. It was just normal. And some people might have looked and some people might have saw. But for the most part, it was like normal, like people were born and died knowing that slavery was a regular thing because mm-hmm. their grandparents had slaves and their kids were going to have their slaves. That was like people weren't looking. And then there's like you move forward slightly and there's a period where people start looking. You know what I mean? And everybody starts looking by the 50s, 60s. Now everybody has to look. Mm-hmm. And you see progressively the more people that look will actually see and understand that there's a problem and then change comes via understanding you know what i mean so that's mm-hmm. kind of what it means to me like everybody first off every we have to get everybody to look whatever the problem is we have to acknowledge it publicly and we have to get everybody to look and then out of that 10 people that look or that 100 people that look or 100,000 or a million people that look there's going to be a percentage that actually see and then a percentage that actually acknowledge and then a percentage that change you know what i'm saying yeah so that's kind of what i took it as with the ziplock bags i got the stash spot the fiend for the shoebox cash i picked the padlock and i fronted your mans that was the past i click blast in front of your mans using mascots murder was the mind state i'm joe hopkins this is vocalo i'm joined in the studio today by chicago mc joey perp say uh i don't get to talk to people who uh mick jagger knows who they are Yo, <laughs> right you know what i'm saying this is crazy <laughs> uh, this is crazy to me because i i know you've seen the video because if i've seen it you've seen it uh, of mick jagger uh was uh he was he warming up or rocking out to, yeah. to girls at yeah the mick jagger thing was crazy though anything really? is possible this the information age like what mick jagger heard my song and liked it enough to play it frequently and then post it on his Instagram. Mick Jagger has Instagram. <laughs> First of all. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're, this is some futuristic ish yeah. happening. Like, the bridges are closing. The doors are opening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, as soon as I saw that, I was just like, it brought me so many ideas about the future in general. Just like, oh, wow. So, cars going to fly. Definitely. <laughs> Electricity is going to be abundant and, and, and endless. All that type of stuff. Where all the girls at with the credit cards and the high heels. The Mercedes Benz with the big wheels. When they hit a jam, they can't sit still. Yeah, they know what's up. Where all the girls at with the Birkin bags and the big house. The Mercedes Benz with the <laughs> out. When they hit a jam, they turn the lights out. Yeah, they know what's up. Polo socks, polo tea, polo bit, polo sheets. Let's talk a little bit more about Chicago before I let you go. Uh, Chicago, of course, appreciates you and supports you. But how does it act as an inspiration to you, if it does? <laughs> my life experience is 100% Chicago, so it influences my stories. My parents are both from Chicago, so they influence my upbringing. You know, I've never lived anywhere else, so I think Chicago's the most one of the most important things in my creative you know, process, so to speak, is like just being from here and growing up here and experiencing this energy. I mean, you- This is a special place. We're on the Great Lakes, and the Great Lakes is one of like the biggest freshwater swells in the world. You know what I mean? This yeah. place vibrates with like a certain energy. So like this, yeah, this is an important, this is an important place. Joey Perp, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having uh, me. Pe- people can go to perp.international or at Joey Perps to find out more, and we can't wait for you to have more for us. Throw it back if you nasty.